you would like to help support the Drake Podcast show, you can do that by leaving us a review and subscribing on your favourite podcast app today. You can also follow us on Instagram at TDP Show. Plus, we have a Telegram channel if you'd like to join the conversation there. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Drake Podcast, powered by worthprotecting.com.au. Dom, your host here. And it's good to be with you for another episode. Tonight, the conversation around Drake's microphone will be on the dazzling diamonds we are called to be as men of God and the trap of being emotionally dead and other male compartmentalizations. This personal reflection I'm about to share was taken from Chapter 2 of The Dangerous Good by Kenny Luck. Pastor Kenny Luck is the founder of Everyman Ministries in Laguna Hills, California and hosts a regular podcast called The Everyman Show. Now, Australia, where are all the powerfully convicted men? More simply, what the hell has happened to morality? Let's talk about one very story of when morality goes out the window and anything goes, including murder. Yes, as shocking as this might sound to you tonight, young men without a heavenly father as their ultimate identity and role model can and will entertain the idea of killing for fun. Christopher Lane's life was anything but boring. He was a college athlete and leader. He had met a wonderful girl in Duncan, Oklahoma, a small town of around 24,000. While visiting her one day, Christopher decided to go for a jog. You could be with him right now. His only mistake, running on the sidewalk past a home filled with young men without any moral convictions or conscience. One young man saw Christopher jog by and said to the others, there's our target. They piled into a car and proceeded to follow him. Then they shot him in the back. He staggered for a few feet and collapsed as they drove off. The young man who shot Lane told police, We were bored and didn't have anything to do, so we decided to kill somebody. The motive? For the fun of it. Think about that for a second at home. It's called living in a moral vacuum. Morally untrained young men have been to policemen a threat to peace to innocent people, a major problem that demands attention because young men's potential can easily be weaponized. All it takes is a really bad idea, offered in the absence of moral training and convictions. Into the vacuum will come a voice, a neuron fires and words are expressed that are absolutely terrifying. I got it, he says to himself. Wouldn't it be cool if we killed someone tonight? The company of men ratify the idea. It is welcomed and executed without filters and without objection. In their minds, they are actually energized and thinking, this is going to be fun. The excitement rising from such a deadly brainstorm is not just about a lazy summer, it's about attempting to become men in a cesspool of self-serving convictions that exploit a man's natural quest for acceptance and worth. 
Peer opinion, male angst and self-loathing are the drivers instead of higher purposes, compassionate concern and moral accountability to God and your fellow man. The result, a dangerous male culture that trains young men to act selfishly and to separate their hearts from their heads. When a decision they make impacts others negatively, it's called alexithymia. Look it up. The roots that form the word mean to repel the soul. It is a picture of a being emotionally dead or without the ability to feel empathy for another person. Culture today, ladies and gentlemen, is creating these very types of young men by the millions. They will in turn produce multiplied billions of real social interactions, creating a titanic wave of injustice and trauma for themselves and scores of innocent people. Like Christopher, emotionally unaware and socially detached, the young men that killed Christopher cannot connect their actions with the feelings of others. This type of male compartmentalization provides the inner freedom and sanction necessary to kill, make others suffer, and then talk about it objectively like the young men in this case. The police then interview with the young men in the Christopher Lane story was so surreal, they talked about killing that man the way a person would describe building a roast beef sandwich. Wow. It's on the level of we were hungry, so we ate, and they did it together. In the end, behaviors reflect beliefs. Every man has a mental marinade of thoughts that flavors all their actions. We get to choose the ingredients, and some men soak their minds in sports news. You'll find them regularly catching up on the weekend's game results, lamenting the underperformance of their fantasy team, or watching highlights on a sports app, whereas other men, they choose to soak their minds in sexual thoughts and porn, which leads to sexual acting out in private and or public. Some men are constantly trolling online, eyeballing their next big purchase, and there still other men soak their minds in scripture, seeking after what God thinks and letting it inform their perceptions of life and people. You will find these men reading books like the one you're holding right now, pondering what it means to them and taking action for Christ. Whatever their nature, the things we think about marinate in our minds, coalescing into beliefs and values that shape behaviors that bring harm or health to our connection to God and people. The powerful fact that beliefs and behaviors are connected spotlights the real convictions of the current generation of God's men and how they, how we, are living our own beliefs out in the open together or not. In closing, the men who took Christopher Lane's life banded together in a vacuum of morality. What about those among us who possess the spirit of Christ? When we watch such tragedies like this one unfold, our blood boils, right? And our spirits are appalled. But many times we fail to ask the bigger questions. Like, where are the men of this generation who believe their beliefs as aggressively as this group of men, but for God and for good? Where are they banding together? What activities and investment of energy are bonding them and making the news today? Where is the visible intersection of strong men and strong morality to welcome the next generation who are falling through the cracks and into the dark moral vacuum? For any man of God shining the light of Christ in his generation, 
implies that he does it in front of people so that others can plainly see him, be drawn to the light of God in him and find hope and help in the process. When communities of God's men shine the light of Christ, that effect is then multiplied, accelerated and seen around the world because it is so rare. Against the backdrop of this chaos, dysfunction and seemingly hopeless state of broken masculinity, are the dazzling diamonds of Jesus, his men. The world is waiting for this light show of real men with real convictions who bring real hope by their very presence. Don't you love that? Now, I'm going to share a few of my own thoughts on this reflection today. What we can see in chapter 2, and more broadly, what we can see in our own personal convictions when we don't go by the moral compass and identity in God and God alone is that evil has no limits. We've seen this with the exploitation of the churches by a common flu virus being called Lord COVID. And can you blame them? Just like they are hungry and want to construct a roast beef sandwich, we go and watch Netflix and movies that are so saturated in the emotional death and bankruptcy of virtue. The standard has always been low without having God in it, right? Anything goes. We are more saturated and we have more knowledge of how good a porn star looks and how good the sequel or prequel of a movie was last night, we don't actually have the ability to feel empathy anymore for others. It's almost impossible outside of the model of what a man is according to scripture. And the man I'm talking about is the Lord Jesus Christ. Where some men choose to soak their minds in scripture, other men choose to soak their minds in dark sexual thoughts like deviancy and really, really sick things like pedophilia and doing things that you see in the porn that you watch, right? Out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Well, out of what you look at, the soul imitates. And if it's not Jesus, then it's the world. And who is the world and who serves the world? It's the Lord, the devil, right? How many of you know that what a man thinks, in the end, he will always act on? It's a given, right? So if your focus all day, every day is on killing someone that you don't like for kicks, you will eventually act on that behavior. As maleficent as it is and calculated, it will fuse itself into your belief system. And that's the exact opposite to the moral compass we as Christian men ought to be operating by today. I shared this extreme example to you to show what not to do and why this story is just one of many godless and unnecessary tragedies caused by this vacuum of morality. That's right. It's an abortion and a pulling away of our identity and dependence on God. And it is so, so present, ladies and gentlemen, in men of this generation, including in the churches today. G.K. Chesterton once famously said, Tolerance is the virtue of the man without convictions. So the question for you at home today tuning in is this, what are you currently tolerating? 
I tell you one thing I'm not tolerating right now is this segregation. Yes, the elephant in the room for the past fortnight here in Sydney is that while some can dine and wine and gather, the other people, the unvaccinated, are expected to stay inside their homes and be excluded from normative society, whatever that means. Where are the men willing to fight the good fights anymore? Like fighting for injustice and demanding the government remove all these un founded unscientific restrictions from the house of God. If people just tolerate this level of discrimination and violence against the church, then they will most likely not have an issue in the world for another slaying of an innocent man like the one I mentioned, Christopher Lane, because in their forced reality, they believe it's not their fight and it's not comfortable to stand up for the good of others. But hang on, how can we be the light of the world in the city or town on the hill that cannot be hidden if by default we choose to hide and stop gathering around the only hope of this world, Jesus Christ? The earth starts to shrivel along with it her morality and good the minute the church accepts the new normal. The good deeds stop. The laying of hands stopped. Faith stopped. Tolerance strengthened like a bitter and cancerous root that it really is. Now it's so widespread, not only have 80% of the church been vaccinated, they still haven't repented for disobeying and turning their back on God and fearing COVID, but not fearing God and their salvation. Fear no man, not COVID, not a lawless rule, nor a callous judge or politician, but where we are right now, we've failed all three tests, right? The world is aching and waiting for a community of God's men to shine the light of Christ in this again. The world will know him and the world will acknowledge him again. Hallelujah. If men come out of their hiding place and show their real convictions and real hope by their very presence under the Lord their God. I mean, against this backdrop of chaos, dysfunction and seemingly hopeless state of broken masculinity are the dazzling diamonds of Jesus, his men, that I was talking about earlier today. Can you imagine what sort of light show these men could emit if they all came together under one accord? It would be brighter and more spectacular than the award-winning Christmas display this year, right? I'm going to leave it there. That was chapter two today. God made us men. It's time to act like it. For more information on Kenny Luck, the founder of Everyman Ministries and the host of the Everyman Show podcasts, visit everymanministries.com or to order your copy today of The Dangerous Good, The Coming Revolution of Men Who Care, visit everymanministries.com. Published in alliance with Tyndale House Publishers Incorporated. Good night.